Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. Chase Curtis, Don Maeda here in the Menifee office. We've got Alex Ray in the uh, depths of Poundtown, Kentucky, and uh, yeah. a Ray, or Anton at home in Illinois. So uh, what a weekend at Unadilla, guys. Um, it's funny because you and I had different takes chase on i came in and i was like dude how about justin cooper yeah like i thought that his performance this weekend solidified his spot on this nations i would think so yeah because he was doing he won second moto mm -hmm. you know he fell early on but he was leading whole shot leading looked good um then you're ah oh, he fell i second no, i think i i would choose i think at this point i would choose him over christian yeah. i haven't been too too much of a fan of Moving someone Moving down. Christian down. No, like even at first, Anderson and Barsha I was okay with. And then after I saw Barsha on the bike, I was like, eh, about. But the more I think about it, the more I feel like Cooper would just be the – it just makes more sense. Yeah. It would be cool to have someone move down, but I just – I see Cooper making way more sense at this point. Yeah. So, Anton, what is the uh, – what's the mood and the vibe and the scuttlebutt, to quote MXA, in the uh, pro pits? As far as like Team USA goes, mm -hmm. yeah. So for this weekend, the the decision really was going to be made. You know, it all hinged on Unadilla, and Justin pretty much knew that. Um, even talking to the guys in the Star Pits on Friday, they're like, "Yeah, he he knows he really wants to make a big impression this weekend." And you could tell him riding, you know, in that first moto, like he was really really going to get after it until the crash happened, but then jumped up and tried to catch up as quick as he could. Uh, and then that second moto was a big statement when I was standing by the finish line when he crossed it and you could hear him yell like from underneath it over the bike and everything. Oh, wow. So that was yeah. pretty impressive. Like that one meant a lot to him, especially in front of his hometown race, you know? Yeah. And, uh, as far as everything else goes, it's still pretty even. Uh, I heard a little bit more about, you know, yeah, they did do a lot of practicing together through the week at a couple different tracks down south and, you know, they went pretty tit for tat on everything. So Christian's pace was pretty good on the 250, but Justin's getting back up to speed very, very quickly as well on his own merit on the 250, as well as figuring out stuff. Because, you know, like we've noted through the summer, the bike's going further away from like the base setting star, and it's getting more accustomed to his liking. And, you know, he said it in interviews, and Mohead has even told me. He doesn't want to have to manhandle the bike so much. He wants to be known as a smoother guy rather than as, like, some dude that has to bulldog it and get into situations that he doesn't want to get into. Mm -hmm. So for Christian, though, it's, like, it's a pride thing. He really wants to end his 250 career, you know, and his time at Star with this, and, like, it, it's going to get decided this week. Uh, I'd be interested to see how it goes either way because it seemed pretty 50-50 on Friday. Mm -hmm. Well, does Christian's crash and subsequent subpar performance at Unadilla hurt his chances? Or, like, I mean, is is the AMA going down south and watching them practice or something? Is <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of communication between all the parties. Fuck, hold on, Dom, one second. <laughs> hey, Ray. Uh, Yo. Did we read online that you bought Kiefer's Yamaha? Yeah, what's up with that? Oh yeah, well no, uh, I would like to not really say. Oh, <laughs> okay. Along the lines of the potential private effort, maybe. Not saying. Uh, no, I just I would just prefer just prefer to not say. Obviously, like I'm still, I, I I'm still a SGB Honda guy. Yeah. Okay, it's an investment then. You're gonna. I figured you yeah. were just going to hang it up or something. I mean, it's Kiefer's Loretta's bike. I didn't think anything about you riding it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe send it to Blackmore. Oh, yeah, and hang it up. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, now A-Ray claimed it. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I might, I mean, honestly, who knows? It was it was a good price. So maybe maybe uh, you know, it's a good price. Maybe if I did if I did buy it, I, I might you know flip it. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but flip it, flip it. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what my plan is for 2023 is still uncertain. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just keeping my options open. I don't really. I don't really uh, have a bike to ride at the moment because I mean I did sell my my Hondas, so mm-hmm. I didn't really have one in the garage other than my two-stroke. Um, so, yeah. How far away are you from riding with those wrists? Um, I'm still. I don't know. It's it's. I'm still probably about a month out. I think. Um, I have CT next week, x-ray this week, and then hopefully have surgery beginning of September, like first week of September. Take a screw out or something? Um, so I'm hoping that I could ride. Uh, I have three pins I have to, to get out um, in September. So I'm hoping that everything goes good with that, hopefully, hoping everything is still good with that. I'm having a little bit of calm the last few days i don't know what i did to it i haven't really done anything different it just it just kind of just like flared up i don't know if it's like nerves or 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 what but i've had a little bit of pain in it i haven't really done anything different i've honestly been lazy as all hell Mm. um but but yeah i mean hopefully i'm hoping to get back on the bike uh middle september um a little bit in between there uh, you know, I got some stuff coming up. Uh, as soon as I get my surgery done, like a couple of days later, I'm going to fly to, uh, South Carolina for a uh, heart rest bachelor party. So, uh, I can't ride there anyways. I mean, I'll still have stitches in my hands. So, uh, um, yeah. So maybe once I get back from there, uh, I'll get my stitches taken out. Um, hopefully this time, not too early Yeah, and I'll be able to get back on the bike. Okay. I'm back by the way. Okay. Good, great information, Alex. Loved it. <laughs> Hope you have a blast at Heart Rouse Bachelor Party. I bet that's going to be a good time. <laughs> no, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I think uh, I think Coop's going to bring his boat up, and uh, we, we got a little Airbnb spot on the lake, and we're just going to just hang out. Honestly, I mean, yeah, Call I mean, a twisted tea not doing anything too crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably, but. But yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy. He's getting married uh, the end of September in Hawaii, so we go there and and do that whole deal. But hey, when uh, you do a flyaway that, wedding uh, like that, it should be when you do a flyaway wedding like that. Does the does the wedding party get their flights covered, or do you pay for yourself? Oh yeah, how does that work? No, I mean, I paid for, I paid for everything. I'm, dude, I'm invested into this wedding. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> I even told Heartraft, I'm like, Boy, hey, you, you better be glad we're boys. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I think, honestly, like, I think it's, it's almost cheaper to do a destination wedding, right? Because then you have less uh, people. You'll have less people there who are, yeah, exactly. Um, mm. And it's sort of, you know, it'll just be like the close, close friends instead of everyone who just wants to go to a wedding and drink all the drinks and eat the food, you know. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's honestly a little bit smarter, to be honest, in my opinion. Okay, I'll, I'll think about that if I ever get married again. <laughs> so, Anton, uh, so what, that, you say all parties, there's a lot of communication, so. So, like. Coker is talking to Team USA a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He's the one kind of delegating everything on Star's behalf. Uh, um, and he's really interested. This kind of goes back to Team USA and the teams trying to communicate more as far as everything goes. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's all kind of going forward. I didn't realize that Christian's crash was heavy as it was. I didn't see it. Air D told me that it was a good one. Yeah, it was And nasty. then, you know, by the end of the weekend, I'd heard that he was pretty up. But, uh I mean, I, I didn't think that Christian's riding looked too bad because he looked pretty good on the track. I didn't, you know, think he did terribly. Yeah, I mean, but, he always uh, looks good on the bike, right? Like, I mean, there's yeah. there's no there's no time where he looks bad. Yeah, but that, and like and Anton, it, if there was a weekend too, where like, hey man, Christian growing up in SoCal and riding like that loose fast stuff like that. I mean, that was the time, you know, yeah. so he could really really hone in on that. Mm-hmm. Now, Anton, whenever you say, um, like, Coker's talking to 
to like motocross the nations ama and like the the whole like usa team is he calling roger or is he calling someone else because like i've heard you know like the stuff about like these teams not wanting to talk to roger uh i think a lot of it is going through like pelletier um, okay you know but then from you know even what parabino said last week on mathis's show even how he's kind of got some input or there's some communication back and forth between there kind of sounds like everybody He's talking to everybody in terms of this stuff. Like, hey, if you guys want to have a conversation about that, we can have it then, you know. And there have been no, as far as the star guys go, because they're the ones I talk to the most on this, because, like, the 450 side of things, they have EY's championship to worry about, and then Dylan coming back, and then Honda's got their thing. It's like, hey, man, Justin's whole getting back up to speed and Christian trying to get this 250 spot. Like that's the biggest deal over here. Mm-hmm. So I didn't talk to them as much like, well, Hey, you guys communicating about the 450 and all that. Cause they know what it is. Like it's set. Um, I think though that how this week goes, like is going to be pretty telling. I think both guy like really, really, really want it. And they've really pled their case in every way. And if it doesn't go their way, they're going to be pretty upset about it. I don't think you're going to see like somebody have like a full blown, like shit fit, but they're definitely going to be upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, it's kind of funny cause you don't see much campaigning on either of their Instagrams, right? Right. They're like, not very, um, outspoken about it, I guess. I mean, they have been in interviews with like Anton and, and other guys, right? But yeah. Well, and Christian, I think just YouTube channel or on his YouTube channel of a video of him testing the the two PDF, being vocal, say, "Hey, like we really want to make we're making a push for this thing. We really want to be on the SDN team, and we're out here riding." It, I mean, it shows him testing the two PDF, mm-hmm. training with Justin, doing motos. Uh, so yeah, I mean, these guys. I mean, they might not be posting on Instagram, but like. Behind closed doors, these dudes, I'm sure they get along, but they know what, you know, they know what they're doing. They, it's, it's going to be. They definitely know what the other guy is doing, too. Like, tit yeah. for tat yeah. on the lap times. They know down to how fast, like, each guy's going. Right. And, like, I could see where they would want to post stuff. And really cool of Christian to put it out there on the vlog of, like, hey, man, I'm trying to do this. I want to do this. Because that builds hype up and that, like, shows, hey, man, Christian's about it. And he does really well with selling that. Whereas, like. As we've all seen, Justin's pretty much keeps to himself, and when he does that and he ever say anything out there, people do kind of take it the wrong way. Like what he's even said, he is kind of saying stuff now, but it's him and Mathis kind of going at it on yeah. Mathis, Mathis's opinion on who should get the spot. So, like, it's just an interesting deal to see who's going to get it, and I think, like, as the days go on, you're really going to see who's going to be pissed off when they don't come away with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, dude, like, they are. I mean, like, I get it. Like, Mathis said what he said, whatever, on that whole whole Twitter thing. But, like, he has a right to have an opinion, right? Yeah. I mean, he's explained why he thinks the way he thinks. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've seen the whole Twitter thing blow up, and I've seen screenshots, what Mohead posted, all of that. But, I mean, shit. I mean, does it get so Does it get so nasty that whoever doesn't get the spot goes and races for P- Puerto Rico to try and – thrown us <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you said there's but no like, puerto rico team this year right um, yeah, yeah no puerto rico team this year is from what i heard they, yeah. the puerto rican guy couldn't come through but hey. then you know for christian to show how much he wants this like they moved this week you know they're already the kids are already down in their new school they're they're in the claremont routine getting ready to do alden's thing because they're going to husky you know everybody knows mm-hmm. so like for christian to be saying hey i would keep doing this says a lot of like how committed he is but at the same time then that does require the team to be committed to a guy that isn't going to be there in a couple in, months yeah you know totally. and like so there's there's a lot of different sides to it and i see where so many people uh are like well then do this and then do this and then do this but like it's not your decision it's not your money on the line it's not you putting in an extra four weeks of work on a bike you might or might not be riding next year yep. hell justin's not even really going to be riding it until next may yeah, you know, because he's not doing supercross. Yeah. So like, I to to what Chase was saying earlier about like when it was Jason and Justin like kind of in the mix, like Barsha. I was like, that's cool. That that's yeah. a really cool thing because both got the tail end of their career and like willing to do anything, vibe to get back to Team US. 
to see how it's kind of shifted and then now to see the storylines of like how detailed it is, it's like, wow, man, this is from four guys to two. It's it's a very uh, thorough process this year. Yeah. I do give props to Christian, though, because you kind of touched on it. Like, I mean, what's keeping this is just adding if he gets a spot, it's just adding weeks to an already awkward situa- situation for him. Like if he doesn't get this spot, there's nothing stopping him from going back straight to Claremont, on. straight to Alden's, getting on that program, getting ready, you know. So, if anything, this is just making his 2023 campaign a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. And at what point does Husky go, hey, you know what? Like, we know you're under contract, but is this in your best interest? Like, is is this really? Yeah. What are the uh, the reports that you hear on speed? Are they pretty even? Pretty even. Pretty even. And, um, like, definitely watching each other you know, to see who's got what. And that's impressive for Christian to be that good on a 250, you know, yeah. to be knowing that he could probably top three the 250 class right now had he not be on the 450. And, you know, it's not like he's trying to stay skinny to stay on the 250. He's probably bulked up to handle the 450 a little bit better. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Now, Anton, obviously, like, whenever we, we go to destinations, the 250 guy has to has to come from the back. He has to get a good start, and he's eating roost all day, right? Like, you know, we've heard this numerous times. Who do you think would be better racing from the back to the front on a 250 smaller bike? Now, I say that, but at the same time, we've seen Justin Cooper get massive hole shots throughout his whole career, right? Right. So do you think that Justin Cooper would be someone who, say, if he did get the inside gate, if we did qualify good, um someone who could maybe sneak around that inside and get a whole shot, kind of like RV did back at Bud's Creek. Like, yeah. What, what would you, what do you think? What do you think's better? Obviously it's a give and take, right? I don't, I personally don't see Christian getting a whole shot on the 250 over the 450s like I do Justin Cooper. Yeah. But say if there were like a, a mid pack start, who do you think would come back to the front better? Probably Justin. Just, just because, think, like, <laughs> race craft. Yeah, sorry. I, I know. But that's, like, that's the MO is knowing how to pass that. Like, and I, I'm sure that Christian could do well passing through. You, it's just so weird because it's not even, it's not even guys that they would pass through normally. It's not like, right. okay, how is he going to pass through, you know, the 450 pack? that he's currently racing against. No, like, how's he going to get past Antonio Cairoli? How's he going to get from Team Canada or Team France or, you know, Team Belgium? Like, it's a whole different pool. I'm so sorry about the kid. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Anton, is it nap time soon? Should we put a pause on this and uh, you give us a call back when homie's sleeping? I've been trying. It usually is. It usually is. But uh, nap times have been kind of gotten... Ever since he got sick, like a week ago. Uh-huh. Oh, poor guy. He doesn't sleep for more than like 30 minutes, and then he wakes up, and then he's all moody. Yeah. So if you can get. I think Ezra unplugged his phone. <laughs> are, are you there, Ari? No, what? Maybe the Zoom call crashed. What's that? Oh, oh there you are. Oh. There you are. There you are. I was just, I was... No, yeah, I'm good. I think he just. I think he just muted his. Uh... His microphone. Ah, okay. I was gonna say. I did. I was like, <clears throat> uh, baby Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> baby Benadryl. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But uh, I don't know, man. Who who is your vote and why? What would you think? So I'm leaning more towards Justin Cooper, just because I think it just makes more sense. But I, when we start talking about the start thing, it does worry me because I I don't know. Maybe I'm blinking on some some rides, and I'm just being a total idiot about this, but. I do when I think Jay Coop and how good he is and stuff. Not once do I think of a race where he came from behind. Like I usually think of him. Oh, he starts up front. And he stays up front, right? Mm-hmm. And so it just worries me him starting with these other bikes. Like if he doesn't get that whole shot, then what? That's why I was so excited about the Jason Anderson pick because Jason has been so good all year, just coming through. coming through the pack, right? Yeah. So I don't know, but I mean, and we have seen. T- you know, RV get a great start. Right. And then, but then I think too, if you look at, uh, and you know, obviously I'm super homies with Christian, right? Right. But if you look at 250 success, 
Mm-hmm. Justin Cooper's won a fucking shitload yeah. of nationals, right? And totally. Like he's been on the podium at every race when he's not hurt. Right. 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 Um, and he's progressing. He's getting more comfortable with the bike finally. His ankle, foot seems to be doing better, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Hey, Ray, what about you? Uh, I mean, we're still a ways out from destinations, right? Yeah. I mean, I was skeptical of Justin Cooper there for a little bit just because of the injury, and we hadn't seen much from him this season. But, uh, I mean, he did have three weeks, uh, two weekends off, um, and it, it seems like he, he built up a lot of stamina. seems like he got stronger. Um, his foot's gotten better. Um, and he's only he's, he's still got a lot more time, you know, throughout these next few races. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, you know, obviously a little, a few weeks before destinations in between there too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm leaning more towards Justin as well, just because I think, and honestly too, I was, I was talking to Hartraff about this, uh, before we got on the phone, um, you know, and he grew up with Justin and, uh, I, I don't know much about Christian, but like, these are Brandon's words. He's like, I'll put anyone's mental strength up against Justin Cooper's whenever he lines up on the gate he is more strong than almost anyone I've ever raced against Mm -hmm. so you gotta be mentally strong at that race as well too I mean because you're on a little bike you're racing the big you know the the 450s pretty much all day eating roost so uh I'm I'm leaning more towards Justin Cooper Mm -hmm. I don't know if Anton can chime in yeah, I'm leaning towards Justin, you know, and we say that again, like not trying to disrespect anybody, but it just makes more sense. Like it yeah. just completely makes more sense for everybody. And I understand where for Christian, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and you don't pass those up when they come your way. But yeah. at the same time, you know, if it does, it's not his decision, you know, it's going to be somebody else's decision. And like, you're going to have to feel for either guy because Justin, you know, I think this is a big goal for him. Like if his entire yeah. year in a wash to this point, didn't get to do supercross, uh, you know, struggled through the first part is overcome that was knocked out of championship contention. If that was like the one carrot dangling in front of him at the end of the year, like that's a good thing that I'm sure that he's trying to chase after. And if he can't get that, that would suck. And then same thing for Christian, you know, he's won his championship. He's getting the full full time 450 ride mm-hmm. next year set. This is just like the cherry on top. Yeah. So for either guy, it's going to sting a little bit, but like I think Justin just makes more sense in every shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, maybe the guy just wants to freaking race. He knows he's going to have half the races next year. He hasn't raced much this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, another gate drop. Yeah. So with that, you know, he's got Supercross season off, right? Right. I mean, well, he'll. I'm sure he's going to ride moto the whole time getting yeah. ready, right? But and I see. I mean. I don't know how accurate this would be, but I, I can totally see a scenario where someone's injured and there's a bike under the tent and, oh, let's let's have Jay Coop ride some 450 rounds and fill in or something like that, right? So, I don't know. I'm sure we'll see him at some point. On the 450? On the 450, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, no, like, you know, like when guys are like supercross only, right? Yeah. And they have the whole summer off. You don't see them riding super fast no. during the summer like that. <laughs> no, Cameron, you definitely right? don't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I have a question about that whole deal with Justin Cooper, right? So, how does that work, like, in his contract? You know, obviously, these guys, they have, like, their Supercross-only contract and all of that. But is he going to have just an outdoor-only contract, or is he getting paid his full salary amount? Like, is he taking a pay cut? Is it staying the same? Like, I would how, have to how imagine does, it's does a pay work, cut. Right? He's riding 250 MX only. I think so too. Yeah, is it is it his is it his choice to do outdoors, or is it just like the is it the team's like I don't know a team just wanting him to do outdoors only or or is it well like he, the team he when I asked so him about it he, to he texted me class. he texted me you know no room on the four fifty squad right and um two fifty only I mean I mean this is this is his opportunity to to hopefully hold on to that spot next year when Eli's retired. Yeah. There's going to be a ride open, and he'll still be on the team, still be with the guys, and then he can just plug in right in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because okay. – Yeah, that, ma- that makes more sense. Yeah. Honestly, I'm more surprised that the AMA didn't, like, yeah. give him a mulligan for real. Yeah. Like, 
Not yeah. Colt. I, I mean, for Colt, they're kind of tied because he lined up. Like, the right. gate dropped. You did it. You know, that they cannot break that rule. But in this regard, like, if you didn't even get a chance to score a lap, yeah. that's a little – I'm surprised just considering, like, things that they've changed in the past and how fluid things have been in the 250 class. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I really thought that was going to happen. And when it didn't, that was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's take a uh, break here from our sponsors, and then let's talk about Unadilla. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. With over 35 years' experience personalizing your suspension setups, Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel which drastically improve bottoming resistance and increased traction. Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now, next cleaning air filters or changing oil, tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is nine times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, so give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Guys, welcome back to... What the fuck happened to my volume? Alright. Still sounds loud, doesn't it? I don't know. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast, presented by Pro Taper. Um, Again, we got Chase, me, Alex, Michael, and Ezra on the line. So, uh, Unadilla... Joe Shimoda, national win number two with a 1-3. Wait, things got all screwed up. It's mine. Yeah, I'm the one that. That's me. Oh, okay. There we go. I was adjusting the wrong one. Sorry, people, for the technical mishaps. But, yeah, Joe, 1-3, badass. Yep. And uh, freaking horrible day for Lawrence. Horrible day for. mistakes. It seemed like a horrible day for everyone behind Joe. Almost. Everybody's falling off. <laughs> yeah. Hitting the green. Yeah, especially Hammaker. Poor Hammaker. Dude, Hammaker slammed That was the map. nasty. Oh, nasty. my man took a trip to Indonesia, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That boy is tough. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think we talk about how tough that kid is. No. I wouldn't have got up. Because he takes some slams. Yeah. yeah. Um, for sure. Any any word on what was wrong with Hunter's bike? Did did I heard was something with the brake, like it was dragging? The right, um, the rear brake, and down, they, right? Because he's looking down yeah. the outside. Like so, it wasn't the engine cutting out. Like it was giving that sensation that it was cutting out. But I didn't get to talk to them firsthand on that. Um, oh, that so, would make sense yeah. though. But it, 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 it would make sense because something, and you know, it, it, that stuff gets in every place mm-hmm. and this year dude like as soon as i stepped onto the track on saturday morning um for the first practice and i didn't sink all the way down like a foot into the start straight away i was like oh this is gonna be fast today because <laughs> yeah. it just wasn't ripped anywhere they haven't had all they haven't had a lot of rain up there like anywhere else hasn't lately. so like, that's why it wasn't ripped deep to. it's because it was yeah. such a dry so well, there's a yeah even there's like a little pond in the infield that they keep all the water trucks filled up with. And that was low, like lower than I've seen it before. And, uh, they were like bars on the watering that they did. And then they thought there was going to be a big hit of rain to yeah. come in the days leading up to the race, but it didn't come, you mm-hmm. know, cause like everybody knows how Unadilla is. It could be like degrees and beautiful. And then right when the 250 moto, like second moto kicks off, just black clouds come over the Hills and then yeah. it's on like yep. anything can happen at that point. And uh, 2016, after yep. the second moto, it just came a fucking hurricane. Yep, yep. And <laughs> and like you know, we all know what like kind of resulted into that. Like what made Jesse's situation all so much more complicated. So I think that there were so many people that were like, "This rain's gonna come. This rain's gonna come," and it didn't. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so many guys like came to that race expecting it to be like Unadilla rough and rutted and all that, and it just didn't do it. So, um, but was there I dirt imported kind of in? Did they loop. bring dirt in for the? They did bring because some new dirt in. Kenny posted and some shit. Some he was all mad. Yeah, yeah. There was some new dirt that did get brought in. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, uh, and I think I think a lot of people were dealing with arm pump too, um, just because, like like Anton was saying, they were all expecting the rutted rough. Unadilla, you know, like a slot car race, how it usually is, super deep in practice, you know, just ruts all the way around the track. And it, it was more like a, honestly, like a Tuesday at Glen Helen, the way it looked. Yeah. And, totally. you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. And the guys who ran, who run, like maybe a softer setup, you know, the rebound opened up a little bit. Um, those guys, I think, um, were a little bit better on the weekend. Hmm. Like, okay, any other year, when you come down the landing of the sky shot and into those breaking bumps and into those ruts, I think that hands down, that is the scariest jump of the whole nationals. Like, I think that is the gnarliest section ever. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't like that this year, dude, they come down that and it was like relatively smooth, you know, cause it was the smaller choppier bumps. And then there were more ruts down at the bottom, but they weren't as long and it seemed more narrow this year. Like it didn't seem like it was spread out as wide in some spots, but, uh, even the hill up after that. So they go over that little speed check single and then start charging up. It was, you could just watch the front fork just chopper all the way up to the top of it. And mm-hmm. like, you could totally tell that it was different for everybody. Uh, turns that they would do, guys would get on the gas and you just watch the rear wheel start spinning yeah. and then driving forward. It was like, it was like watching like old school two stroke, like super cross. It was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. So, and how was your weekend? Uh, I know you asked a lot of the guys about the track conditions and what they thought, or either that or they commented on it. But Chase Sexton didn't say anything about the track conditions. I mean, I'm sure he loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I too, and, I, and like when you talk about Chase too, you got to think about that shock on a, that's on his bike. It's a lot different than any other shock that all the other guys are riding. It's that BFR shock that works better, I think, um, in conditions like that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it's yeah. trying to stay on the ground as much as possible. Yeah. And he did say in how was your weekend that they were going to try something else. Uh, he had been working on something and then he just was going to go back to like his, his standard setup and then decided not to at the last second and stuck with it. And he was pretty happy about that. Yeah. Good choice. So there was, there was a lot of, te- there was a lot of guys that used that break as a big testing pattern and chase was just on the mark with, with the setup mm-hmm. due to how, in the first moto, like how much ground he caught up, I couldn't insane. believe it just watching that race. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. was it 15th to first? Uh, Maybe 15th uh, first, first lap, yeah, yeah, maybe. But 15th and Eli's leading 
for someone to catch Tomac. Even the mm-hmm. amount of time he chewed up in two laps, the two laps before he got Eli was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, just unheard of. You know what I thought was interesting, and think about how they're not even near each other. They both use the same exact spot to pass Ken. Like, isn't that yeah, wild? that outside corner, that left turn. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's funny, too, because typically a rutted inside's faster than a flat outside, right? Right. I mean, they were just sliding around that outside. Mm-hmm. Was it banked? Because so, it was down and was that inside yeah, the bottom of Yeah, it's kind of, of off-camber right there. Um, where they pass Ken? No, I thought that's like right after the the big hole into the finish line section, like around the tree turn. Yeah, wasn't yep. it? I think so. Yeah, because then when they come out of Screw You, that's the the flyaway table pulls all the way back to the start straightaway, and that was kind of dicey, you know, all the way through. Where where Chase made his pass on EY, you never see those guys get as close as they did, and that was a very impressive pass because when they go drop down into screw you, did you see where Chase is like leg drug, and then mm. he caught it and then gets all the way down under the bottom of the rut and then just rips it and he's gone. As they climb out of screw you, he was gone. Mm-hmm. Like he was on a whole other level on Saturday, and you could tell he was very excited because even in How Was Your Weekend, he's like, "That's my best win ever. Like that yeah. that yeah. win means a lot to me right now already." Mm-hmm. How badass is that for him to say that two races in a row? That's my best one ever. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Guy's on a level right now. So 1.3 races, it's kind of like a new series from here on out. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say next weekend's a big one, though, because Eli needs to stay right there. I mean, we know how good Chase is at this last round, and he's obviously got momentum on his side right now. So, But I will say Eli's he's had – weirdo races throughout his career and i feel like we never see those races affect him too much right Mm -hmm. like he'll have a he'll even have a weird first moto and come out fine second moto right he doesn't seem to be affected too much by confidence i think the biggest thing is just seeing how much the positive confidence helps chase in the last three Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know did you you see us how was your weekend who's chase's or Eli's? No, Eli's. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> yeah, when you talked to him about the new bike, but uh. So, when he came over, like, they did drug testing this week, so that was another thing I wanted to mention. So everybody's doing their sample, but then they had the press conference going on, and Eli like buzzed right over, came like stood right in front of the camera. He was the first guy there, and he was ready to go, and. Uh, even as he was talking, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of thought, like, this one was going to be difficult. Like, you know, it is what it is. He knows that's not his favorite track or anything like that. And I was really, like, when he was leading, I'm like, oh, man, he might run away with this. This could be, like, the changing of it for Eli if he's yeah. able to, to just have that big of a lead like this, uh, especially to put that pressure on Chase because then it's really going to be hard for Chase to make up that. But um, he was already just, like, looking past – past that race he's like all right buds i'm good at iron man i'm good at and he even in said like i'm gonna make sure that i'm good at fox raceway like i don't think it's gonna be the same way that it was and i was like oh wow okay cool like he's he's already noted that he's looking past this one and to the last three Mm. yeah maybe he's at paula right now maybe he flew (laughs) (laughs) practicing (laughs) wow that's gonna be a barn burner up you know it's it's so cool when things go down to the last race right totally it's not clinched early or whatever yeah it's going to be cool. Um, I thought it was cool of Chase in his Howard weekend when he was very uh, complimentary of uh, Anderson. You know, and he was saying, like, it's, you know, three points. It's three points here, three points there between me and L.A. He goes, but, but Jason's really good. You know, he's not discounting everybody. Yeah, that's cool. But I don't know. How did the rest of the 450 field look? In person, Michael. Um, Jason looked good. And here's the other thing, too. Maybe to give it as much of an indicator because I haven't watched yet. They really weren't that far back of Chase and Eli, though. Like, Jason wasn't that far back. And then the freight guys that included, like, Arsha, Dungy, Savachi, that was an unbelievable run of guys. And everybody had to pick and plot where they were going to go because 
you know, you couldn't really set behind the other guy and just get pelted with roost. Mm -hmm. But then you had to wonder, like, well, how good is the guy ahead of me really right now? Like, oh, shit, he's got, like, X amount of wins or X amount of championships or whatever. So I know he's good all the way to the end of the race. So it was pretty interesting to see how all of that played out. Everybody came back, like, really rested and ready to go for this last one. And you could tell that, like, although some guys used it as a chance to, like, regroup and like reset their bodies there was a lot of thought that went into their bike setup ktm and husky did a lot of testing down in yeah. florida chase mm -hmm. did some more testing ken went back to his setup that he used last year at that race there was a lot of stuff going on where everybody's like all right these last four like gotta make it happen for these mm -hmm. and uh ap was super excited to be there and ready to go he looked great you know that second moto was really good because the first moto he just wasn't in the mix the way he thought he was and a lot of that he admitted to that's just not the kind of Unadilla that AP wants to ride. Totally. Mm -hmm. So I think that Aaron's going to be pretty good in these last three. Like him yeah. and Jason are, they've already been podium guys already. And then you mix in Dylan, who mm -hmm. told me on Friday, didn't really know where he was going to be and admitted, like, I know tomorrow's not going to be that great, but I'm already thinking, like, Buds and Iron Man, yeah, I should be back in, like, the top three, top five. Mm -hmm. Heck, I could be, like, running for the win. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, have you watched any of the races yet? Nope, didn't watch any, didn't watch one <laughs> lap of it. I love that. I love that. And I was yeah. just like, okay. I thought it was so cool. Like, I would think that he'd be studying it. And then, nope, just completely checked out. And then he was up front. When him and Ken came over the hill right with each other in the first lap of the first moto, I was like, oh, my God, am I having a flashback <laughs> to last year? Because that's exactly how it was last year with those two. Yeah. Do you think he was like, who the hell is this number five? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah I was dude Dungey looked like he got beat up by yeah. the rest of them. oh yeah oh yeah hey so yeah so having dylan back with the number one was awesome and then seeing him up front like that yeah um <laughs> we all saw the picture of malcolm like flop, <laughs> flopping in that turn oh, and uh, i know that malcolm didn't want to come back at unadilla i think if he had his brothers he would have waited till supercross next year but <laughs> How did Mookie look out there? He looked, uh, let's just say the expectations for the day weren't too high. Yeah. You know, they were just like, get through this one. Um, but Malcolm looked good. You know, even as the went on, first moto, I don't think he got that great of a start. And then he was kind of back there behind us, but he just kept going forward. But then him and Amart linked up and they're battling right on the cusp of the top 10. And when you look at who's in the top 10, and yeah. how fast everybody is. I thought that was really, really good for Malcolm to come back to that first one. Um, you know, and it wasn't hot. It wasn't hot at all. And I think that, like, once the conditions get a little bit worse, that's going to favor Malcolm just being a Florida guy. Totally. I mean, it literally was 58 degrees when I pulled into the track on Saturday morning. Damn. Oh, wow. Like, how many times at a national could you say that? So, yeah. wow. Yeah. And, and like, that's not going to be the heat and humidity and the suffering that they've been working in for so long. Mm -hmm. Hey, A-Ray, so like on that point, when it's such a clean, like crisp day like that, and there's no humidity and all, you know, things to make things get complicated, how much better does your bike run? Um, I would say, I would say it runs a little bit better. I mean, you don't have to worry about, you know, the thing overheating as much, you know, like, especially when the track isn't as deep, you don't have mud sticking to it, uh, you know, like. The air, the radiators aren't getting packed up. You're not. It's not bogging the bike down. Uh, everything, everything just runs. You know, just cleaner, better, uh, cooler. Um, but I will say one thing about the body. Whenever you are racing outdoors and it's not really hot, and then like, it's easier whenever it, you have cooler conditions to get arm pump in those in the in that type of day. I would I would I would say. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you don't get arm pump as bad whenever, like, it's super hot out because your body, like, it's warm, it's loosened up. But, like, you're almost stiffer, right? Like, whenever it's a little bit cooler conditions, mm -hmm. you have to warm your body up for yeah. a little bit better. That makes yeah, sense. and especially with the track being, you know, smoother, um, hard-packed, square edge bumps, you're holding on tighter. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, I, I will say that it's easier on the bike but sometimes it's it's easier on the body as well in some ways but it also whenever it's that type of condition it might be harder on the body as well because your arms are pumping up a little bit more mm. that makes sense hmm. 
Um, we talked about it a little bit, but Joe getting his second win. Uh, <laughs> was that a battle of attrition in the first moto? Like everyone else had problems, everyone was falling on the <laughs> ground and everything, and he wins. But uh, he fell in the second moto and came back to third. Yep. Um, I know a lot of focus was on Justin Cooper and how hard he was charging and everything, but I think Joe rode very, very well. Totally, yeah. I was extremely impressed with him. Yeah, did you get him for how was your weekend, or did he leave right away again? <laughs> uh, he left right away again. Jesus Christ. Uh, but again, there was there was the, the doping controls that were there too. So, like, guys did have chaperones with them, or if they went to their truck or they came back for the 250, like, press conference – Maybe they got drugged into the trailer if he had to go then. Uh-huh. So, like, I get it. But, I, yeah, I was, like, expecting to see Joe. But Zach Commons, the Cowie PR guy, he's like, we're trying to get who we can. And uh, I got – who did I get? I got Joey. I think that was mm-hmm. the only Cowie guy I got. I, I'm just now realizing that Zach's the PR guy there. I don't know why. I do you know, know – uh, <laughs> Anton, do you know who got drug tested? Uh, so it looked like the full 250 podium and then, um, I want to say the 450 podium too, but then it looked like a couple other people got picked out like, um, the Swedish guy. I saw one of those Mun racing, those white oh. Husqvarna's parked over there. And that's at first when I saw it, I didn't realize that that was the doping control trailer. I like kind of thought it was cause it was right by the AMA trailer and it was right by the media corral. Yeah. But then there was like a little Mercedes uh, sprinter van motorhome that was parked right there and I'm like well that's a full Euro setup if I've ever seen it like of course it's the Swedish guy and uh, that's where the bike was parked and then I was like well maybe that's his thing but then I saw everybody there later with the doping control agents and I was like oh that's what that is that makes more sense um, but then again like you know we talked about this a couple weeks ago marijuana is not part of that anti-doping list anymore this is not a usada run program anymore this is something mm. that mx sports has like brought within themselves and then they've hired it out to another company so i would have to think that the penalty structure if anybody you know does test positive for anything at all is going to be more on us rather than the olympic style four-year mm-hmm. or six-year penalty thing. is this the like first uh, is this the first drug test of the year first time this year mm-hmm. okay Wow. Which that again, that's like kind of what threw me off because we've gotten all the way to almost the, the middle of August and it never happened in Supercross, to my knowledge, and it hasn't happened all summer. And I was like, well, maybe we're just not going to do it this year as we try to figure out the first thing. But they got them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, and one thing a lot of people don't understand and have to have to you know, take into consideration is like a lot of these people don't understand actually how much it costs to test in yeah. like in competition right because i mean even like even like a piss test for you know say 10 guys that's a lot of damn money era your cricket wireless phone is sucking right now <laughs> he's back in the fields what happened uh, you're you sound like a robot are you back you're back Am I back? You're back now. Are you walking around? You're back. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was I'm he walking, was, he was walking the up these stairs. <laughs> the yeah. little moon on the door. <laughs> um, yeah, like I was saying, I was just saying that it, it, it like, in these, in testing and all the, like, the water and stuff, like, they have to in, employ all these people, right? Like, they have to, these people to come in have the drug test, all that, like all of it costs money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want, you know, and I want to know more about it. This was the first time. And like, I haven't had the chance to talk about it with anybody this year, but I know that it is a different program. So I don't have anyone on record yet, but like Don, you know, this is something that we followed forever back at Transworld. We were writing stories about it and like went through the whole thing. And I think like now it's not, as sinister as people like used to think that it was, uh, you know, and especially like through what we've seen, everybody's pretty transparent with what, like what goes on with this. You know, there's a couple guys that have had visits at home, but I don't think that's going to be part of it. This is like a strictly in competition thing. They're not doing the USADA like full Olympic style program anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, anything else from the race? What happened to Mumphy? Um, that's an A-Ray question, and he's he on crashed. mute right now. 
but um, oh, he did crash. Okay. Yeah, I saw Mumford post something about a crash. Oh, okay, okay. I just didn't see him at all. I was like, uh. Yeah, something happened in the first moto, and then I was walking like behind the starting line before the second moto started, and his mechanic came over and told the AMA officials that he wasn't going to line up. Oh, yeah. uh oh. What about Romano, was, dude? Yeah, Romano. How do we, yeah, my God, that was impressive. Yeah, that was. Is very he from good back of him. there too? Uh, yeah, he's from out he's there. From, yeah. he's from like Queens, <laughs> like in Bay the side, streets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Um, I thought his riding was was really impressive to see how he held guys off. You know, he did yeah. everything he could to keep guys behind him, uh, and then just in this too because there were so many people that were like well you know should he really have skipped his last year at Loretta's or this this and this I mean heck leading laps at a national like that I think that's you know much more important and doing what he's done so far this year than maybe going to Loretta's and having like a "Mm," you know look at how it went for so many guys this year do you run that whole risk or do you just get further ahead to be better in your second year you know he missed some time he did miss Washougal uh, he had a little bit of a knee injury, but he took the time off to get healed up from that. He looked good on Saturday for sure. Totally. Um, it was it was cool. He was like one of the last guys in the morning to take off. So I have this photo of him like just as he dumps the clutch. Oh, yeah. The I last saw that guy on the starting sick. line. You see all the mess. Yeah, it was pretty. So, yeah, that, that and that had to be cool to be like the New York guy. Same thing for Cooper to just be leading laps at that track. Mm-hmm. A track that nobody gets to ride at, you know. Yep. Even the Unadilla amateur track, where the pro am was happening at, apparently that gets used just as little as the main track does. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, so are we going to see Danger Boy Deegan at a national this year? The last two. It's uh, confirmed. In, Indiana uh, is yeah. the first one I heard. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. He's got pro am this weekend at Bud's Creek too. To get the po- get the advancement points or whatnot. Or that's yeah. the plan. Yeah. 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 So. uh the Loretta Lynn's claiming thing. That's still, <laughs> I heard there's like a 30 page thread on vital. I'm sure of it. Um, I don't know. What's the big controversy about that? I thought it was over and done with like the kid withdrew his, uh, his claim and, but it's not over. People are still up in arms about it. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the, uh, just like the way it was handled, um, is what I'm hearing. But, I mean, as this story comes out, I mean, there's obviously different different opinions on both sides. Uh, I think the main thing was a little bit to do with how uh, Matt Walker from Moto X Compound handled a few things. And then also um, just like the whole Tim Cotter thing. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, you know, there's... Uh, videos on youtube obviously of the kid you know explaining his side the engine builder explaining his side saying that he absolutely had no nothing to do with it like he was just you know pretty much there for support one of his riders back right so um yeah that's all i really know about it um i haven't really heard anything else uh from like the deegan's side of things but um there is some some videos on youtube that i did watch about like uh, the engine builder and the kid as well. Yeah, if things really did go down, how they're saying it went down, there's a lot of videos. Yeah, a lot, yeah, really. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, uh, it's it's honestly, it's like it's he said, she said type yeah. shit, right? Like no one really knows the truth because there's like ten different opinions. Yeah, yeah. but if yeah. things did go dude, down like, like that, the thing too, whatever happened loss. in the trailer between Tim Cotter and Deegan and this kid, like only those three know what happened. And each of them is going to have something else to say that that happened. And as it gets bigger and bigger, when more people are around at the campsite or at this or at that, like, of course, then everybody's going to see it differently and in different ways. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a wild story. Um, Yamaha is definitely like corporate company has had to take note of it. But um, I think for people to assume that like an amateur kid claiming a bike at a race is going to send Yamaha Canada, a completely separate from Yamaha Motor USA, like into this tailspin to threaten to pull their dealer support from somebody else. Like, wild. I don't see where those like two things could ever be lined up, especially within like a four hour time frame. Like who do you call from one to the next? Like, yeah. that's just nuts. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff out there that like, if you really sit back and look at it, you're like, man, crazy situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, was there any new gear this weekend? Oh, dude, that Fox kit. I don't think it. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't think it's, it's out, definitely but. a crazy situation. <laughs> and I, I don't think this happens to anyone else but the Deacons at the same time, right? Nope. Like, nope. with, you know, with the YouTube following that they have and everything, all of that, like everything being shown on YouTube and just the fan base that he has, like on Instagram and all of that, I don't think you see that from anyone else other than the Deacons, right? I mean, and I don't think it has anything to do with with Brian or Hayden. I, it's just it's just luck of the draw, right? I mean, they've created this this image and all this stuff and like this, I guess, glamour to all these young kids. Mm-hmm. And and what it sounded like to me whenever the kid was explaining it, he's like, I just I just wanted to know what it felt like to ride a factory bike. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's what I got from it, right? And he was he's a kid from Canada. I don't think he knows anything about like the unspoken rule right i think he was just a kid who was just wanting to claim a bike right he's like well it's in the rule yeah do it so why don't i do it to the baddest bike at loretta's yeah so yeah. saved his nickels yeah saved all his money yeah. <laughs> so we had our money micro- what sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh so yeah sorry sam's dog is freaking running away and shit and i I forgot to put it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, I posed the question, I go, new gear this weekend. Because, you know, like all this new stuff came out, right? The fly line yeah. dropped. Fly on, line dropped on Friday. Friday. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the O'Neill stuff came out earlier. And then like some guys were in stuff in Fox, right? Is yeah, that but I don't new think that's or new. is that custom? No, that's custom Loretta stuff, yeah. Dude. Yeah, Matt Moore was ripping it at Friday night. He had like a, a kit from Jordan Jarvis that never got logoed up. Uh-huh. so sick. That stuff was so sick. Dude. It's I don't not know. fair. But, uh, so what? Did, 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 were there any new fly guys this weekend? Guys yeah. in new fly kits this weekend yeah. that we haven't seen yet? All the fly guys were in the new stuff from what I saw. Uh-huh. Um, I like Dino's butt patch a lot on the dark blue kit. That was sick. What did it say? It was just two band-aids around his yeah. asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. But that dude, the good. O'Neill 2023, it's, honestly, it's unmatched, right? Like, <laughs> it looks so good. It looks so good. Even that, even that gear that you was wearing the other day, Don, like, the camo stuff. On yeah. the KTM? All of it looks amazing. There's not one, there, yeah, all of it. <laughs> I reposted it because I thought it looked amazing. Yeah, you know yeah, what, it look, you. what it would look not, really sick one on the KTM is the black and gray camo? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it was size twenty six, so I don't I don't know I couldn't. Uh, zip it up. Well, but yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I like the I like the blue and black stuff. A lot it, of it looks really good. All the new A A star stuff they're teasing is sick too. Yeah, looks good. Anderson's stuff was cool. I don't know how I felt about Lawrence's Jet Lawrence's because I it looks like there's like a a faded image of someone like a freestyle rider doing a trick on the back of his jersey. Yeah, I don't know it's Kenny what, Taco Bell. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was about. <laughs> but other than that, everything else. I don't think like, Kenny Taco I Bell would have fit on Jet Lawrence's jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Kenny Bell. That was back in his early days. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I I thought it was like a T-shirt he was wearing underneath because I yeah. saw that too, and I'm like, whoa, that's weird. Because Jet's always was. saying, like, I don't want to take my feet off the foot pegs. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe because it was a little little chilly he threw a t-shirt on underneath hmm. strange maybe what else <clears throat> uh oh last week i got to ride the ktm free ride electric bike and all it made me do was look at the calendar and see when my stark is getting here <laughs> <laughs> but uh last week i got to spend some laps on the kawasaki sxr Oh, the jet My ski! How was goodness, it? Was dude. it good? It took a while to get used to because it's it's quite a bit different than um, what I have. But the thing is fast and it's fun. Yeah, it's very fun. Was it hard to get off the trailer because it's a big girl, or is it? Well, you just you dump into it the in water, the water. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it just floats right off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We were You're not getting it off the trailer without water. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I bet. I don't know. We were supposed to go today, but my legs jacked up. <laughs> I couldn't go. Um, but yeah, that free ride's pretty sick. It's uh, it's funny because I was made aware that that bike is ten years old. Yeah, KTM has had that technology for ten years. So like, 
I mean, that thing was around before the Alta. Dude, I remember in middle school, like, seeing it. I remember looking on KTM's website and seeing, like, the X, was it the Expo or whatever, that mm-hmm. car, and the the free ride, free ride E, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but uh got one in my garage and Marvin. Yeah, I just remember that. I just remember that bike from Poland, riding it all the time, making those Instagram videos. Yeah, right? Yeah. Scrubbing the shit out of it. Yeah. But yeah, so Marvin is all excited to come home from France because, you know, he's, <laughs> he's got one and he's got two. So he and Mattia, our Italian buddy, have been ripping it around on the golf course that's out of business. So he's like, oh, we can all go. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> you know, I wore mountain bike gear. With your mountain bike full face, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what Andy was saying. Like, oh, just uh, just wear your shoes. And then I asked Marvin and Mattia what they were, and they ride tennis shoes when they ride it, right? Yeah. So I rode Greer before that, and so I went there in my O'Neill mountain bike kit with Mm -hmm. my knee pads and O'Neill shoes and everything, and I put my full face mountain bike downhill helmet on. But, dude, I was scared the whole time. Yeah. Like, because then, like, guys like Moseman showed up in moto gear and... Uh, talking boy showed up in his Spider-Man. Still, yeah, he's looked kind of big in it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, guys were riding Moto Gear, and then me and Kiefer were riding. And Kiefer was riding in just shorts and a tank top <laughs> with Travis Preston knee pads on. Travis Pastrana knee pads on. Well, nice. Hey, those things were a bad experience for you. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That free ride was super cool, and it was cool to do. Uh, do laps on the uh, KTM Supercross track on it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I rolled everything. I was like, this is what it feels like to be Corsace. You didn't hit one du- <laughs> You didn't hit one double? Fuck no. Nothing? Mountain bike gear, dude. Not on even a- like a little nothing. Dude. Did you jump a table? Yeah. Okay. But still, like, I don't know, that bike, it's not a motocross bike. It's like it's like riding a CRF 230 or something, but an yeah. electric version. So what's their, what's their, like, target? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like... Uh, How com- much does it cost, do you know? $11,000. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. That's eleven grand, And they brought a bunch of them in this year, so I think that's why they're doing the uh, the press launch and giving bikes out to the media so that we'll... It's smart. Talk about it. That stuff's taken off. I mean, look at those other ones. Cirons? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go everywhere. get that. I'm going to go get the Skyline e-bike KOM on it. <laughs> you should right? go hit that track that we saw on the <laughs> way. Which By one? your neighborhood, the one. Oh the yeah, side. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because the the e bike skyline climb segment is the KOM has a class two e bike with a throttle because <laughs> it's a guy I know and I'm all bitch. You got that with a throttle? He goes, don't judge me. Is it Nando? Huh? No, it's, <laughs> it's guy this firefighter. <laughs> but so yeah, I'm gonna go do it on the KTM free ride. Don't nice. judge me. Nice. It's legal. I asked the I asked Andy at KTM. I was like, well. Are you going to give us, you know, we're signing this liability release, the loan forms and everything. Do we get, like, a card with KTM's lawyer yeah. on it? Because all of us are going to do illegal things on this bike. Yeah. Right? When we go into the skate park. <laughs> you could take it to the skate park. <laughs> I'm going to break into Gale Yeah, Web, I might have to center. break in then, yeah. I don't know. But, um, all right. Well, uh, anything else to add, guys? When oh, you- Tim, congrats, Tim Geyser. Yeah, like five-time world champion. Yeah, that's badass. Um, uh, it's interesting, you know, because they clipped that last race, the one that was supposed to be in Oman, so the season's only got a few races left, and these guys have a bigger break to get ready for donations. Um, you know, but like you said, Jay's like, great for Tim. You yeah. know, he's got so many championships now, and I think he's, like, probably one of the most unlikely multi-time world champions. Ever. Yeah. You know, but God, he's good. Like, he is... He's on another level when he's able to just put it down. He's another one of those guys that, like, if you're really good on that new Honda, you love it, or if you don't like it, you don't like it. Yep. And he's proof of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Ray, when are you coming home? I think- uh, I'll be coming home just straight after straight after surgery uh, from Colorado. Uh, so plan on being back, I think, around the first week of September. So hopefully – um, if everything is still good with my wrist, I'll be able to have surgery first week in September. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll put me about eight, seven, eight weeks out of, uh, the first surgery. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll be back. I'll be back after that. I'm going to spend some time back here. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll be 
ready to go straight after a couple of weeks of riding. <laughs> straight rhythm. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for tuning into this uh, interesting <laughs> episode of the Kickstart Podcast. Off, yeah. yeah, but uh, anyway, we will uh, talk to you next week after Buds, and uh, well, actually, Chase and I are headed to Alabama. To Monster Mountain for yeah. the Mini Major East. That's right. So uh, we'll check in with stuff from that too. Korean barbecue. Yeah, Korean barbecue is going to be good. But uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.